Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show. You know, our mission is to serve you with information that empowers you so you make better financial decisions in your life. And I hope you've decided to subscribe to one of our newsletters. It's really simple. They're free. Go to clark.com slash newsletters. And the deal is to have money advice you can trust at clark.com. And deals you can trust at clarkdeals.com. And I'm so excited by our team, the people who work on the various things we do, because to a person, they are dedicated to doing what's best and right for you, for your wallet, for your life, to do where their head and their hearts meet. We do not do any pay for play, which unfortunately is how a lot of websites survive. But this is all about serving you with information you can trust. And trust, that's a word that should not be thrown around lightly. But I believe in what we do to serve you. Do we get it right 100% of the time? No way. But we research hard. We research well. And we research thoroughly to write content that we believe does serve you. And I hope that we're able to accomplish that. So if you go to Clark.com slash newsletters and you sign up for one of our newsletters and you end up saying, this is a waste of my time. I can't stand this thing. We make it just as easy to unsubscribe as we made it to subscribe. Wouldn't it be great if everybody made it as easy to leave something as they did to go to it? Well, I just think that's the right way to do business, the right way to serve people. But enough about that, because let's talk about today's show. Just a couple of days ago, I was talking about why I believe the trends with manufacturing and distribution and retail are going to lead to lower prices on a lot of goods than this year and potentially a lot lower than last year. And I want to tell you there's a shortcut to those lower prices right now that has hazard and opportunity. I'm going to talk about that straight ahead. And you know, we've been hearing from a lot of people who are having their wallets just brutalized by either having their homeowner's insurance canceled or the rates go way up. And a friend of mine was talking to me the other day about how the insurance he had homeowners was canceled and what he's been going through trying to replace it in Florida. It's been ugly. But one state in vulnerable communities, because they're by the ocean, by the Gulf, has had homeowners insurance premiums going down, not up. I'm going to tell you what they're doing and why it's so much a part of how we're going to have to adapt as society later in this podcast. So stores that specialize in disposal of goods are such a deal. And I learned about this years ago at my mothership at Costco. And I asked one of the managers 
with their incredibly generous return policies, what happens with goods that are returned to a Costco store that are not in perfect condition and should not go back on the shelf? And they sell them to what historically were called jobbers. Sometimes they're referred to as bin stores. There are now retail outlets that are popping up all over the country that what they do is they sell troubled goods from others. I mean, there's always been people who specialize in this Ollie's Bargain Outlet from Pennsylvania that's now in much of the country. They've been at this a long time, selling manufacturers oops, selling retailers oops. And now there are, there's almost like a hierarchy with these stores that sell off surplus, unwanted, unloved, damaged goods, return goods. And so you have to decide how far you're willing to go out on the risk return kind of thing. By return, I mean return on the dollars you spend. How much risk are you willing to take to get a better price? But with the overproduction of goods lately and a lot of retailers finding some of the merchandise they have is unloved, this that has been a trend in retail for a long time is intensifying right now and will continue to till manufacturing surplus and retail surplus is worked off. So if you are a big time saver, think about what's happening in like so many different parts of retail, how there are these grocery places that sell grocery salvage, that the goods may be maybe canned goods that got uh, dented, so they're not considered to be goods that can be sold in a traditional grocery store, or they may be goods that are no longer desired, and they're being sold in a grocery surplus kind of environment. Sometimes you'll go into one and they just have disheveled merchandise and everything in this bin is, that's why they call them bin stores. Everything in this bin will be these many dollars and this bin that much or this bin's reduced that much. And so this is a meaningful part of retail now that has no one central name, salvage, whatever. What I want you to know is that these places are in plain sight. A lot of times they'll be in rundown strip centers. They'll be in shopping centers that aren't necessarily run down but past their prime with a lot of vacant spaces. And there'll be a place that's selling, you know, salvaged goods or discounted goods. I mean, think about you buy a TV at one of these places. That TV has had a history that may or may not be okay. Somebody bought it, unboxed it, took it home, and for whatever reason, they returned it, and then it's no longer sellable in that store, and then it's disposed of, and it's in one of these salvage places. Got to make sure it's working before you take it home. But there's opportunity with the discounts that are available on goods of all kinds now. If you're willing to shop the exact opposite, think about when people used to go to these things called what were those things called? Oh, malls. Malls. That's what they were called. <laughs> I was like, what's he talking about? I was making fun of malls because I always made fun of malls. You know, you go in and they have, you know, they may have the fancy floors and the soaring ceilings and the ones that are still successful. And they'll have fancy fountains and having really nice 
music piped in and all that. And you're paying for all that, right? So this is the complete inverse, opposite retail, where you're going to places that are very spartan and spare and have the fluorescent lights from one end to another. They may have you know, a roof that's leaking and they got buckets catching water during rain and stuff. But the deals are there. And that's what I'm about is grabbing those deals. All right, we'll go to questions. This one's from Dan in Florida. My sister and I own a rental property, a single family home. We have a good tenant who has been there for over a year with his wife and teenage son. Just recently, he renewed for another year. He insists on paying rent using American Express traveler's checks. Oh, man, I haven't had this in a long time. (laughs) Any idea why this would be? Maybe Uh to accumulate Amex points. Maybe he has a boatload of Amex points and he can use them to purchase the checks. I'm hoping to find an explanation other than that he might be using this as part of a money laundering scheme. Okay. Uh, First of all, Dan, you are not subject to being at risk for accepting money from an individual in excess of a year. The source of the funds is traceable in a circumstance like this. And I would not automatically think that it could be part of money laundering. I think your earlier guesses is what I've said in the past when I've had the question. I just haven't had this question in years because nobody's even seen a traveler's check in years other than, than you receiving these, Dan, from your tenant. So, yeah, it could be that the individual owns a business or does a lot of charging on a card that he gets from work, but he gets the value of the points and is using this as a way of using those points to pay rent. I would not make an assumption that there's something weird going on. I think that it likely is a legitimate way that this person is paying the rent. And the traveler's checks seem to always cash, I'm, I'm guessing, that it's not been a problem for you. Maybe we'll hear from someone who has some idea that's... Could be another angle about. that has never come up. Because I used to have the traveler's check questions all the time, like 20 years ago. I had to look it up to make sure they still existed. They, do. they don't from a lot of places. But I didn't even wants. know Amex still did them. They do. They do. Okay. Jean in North Carolina says, I am taking a cruise on Regent Seven Seas. It says all tips are included. Is that correct or should I tip on my own? Okay, Jean, uh, this one's tough because if you read on the cruise message boards, the ferocity of the posts about this with the cruise lines, the high-end cruise lines that tipping is included is there's constant debate about whether you should still be giving cash to in a cruise like Regent Seven Seas. You're going to have a butler, you're going to have a cabin attendant, you're going to have a maitre d' at the restaurant you go to regularly, you're going to have maybe a regular waiter, uh, bartenders, Those are super fancy cruises, right? These are very, very high-end cruises. Because any other cruise, you have basically what is semi-mandatory tipping. So this is one that I think I would go on like Cruise Critic and read the posts about what how people handle this on Regent Seven Seas and see, and I would say with any of the luxury cruise lines that include tipping, see from reading other people's posts and again a lot of them are very opinionated make your own call on this the people that work on cruise ships 
receive very, very low salaries by our standards. And so that's why there's so much ferocity in the comments about this, about you slipping cash to people on the ship who are giving you extraordinary service. And they work seven days a week, usually eight to 10 months at a time. It's a tough job. Shelly in Oregon says, hello, Mr. Howard. Who? I know. Is it worth it to renew the My Best Buy total? It's $179 a year, and I get free service repairs, service calls, extended warranty, etc. We moved last year, and I purchased this Best Buy VIP deal because we got a new washer and dryer, etc. The customer service has been great. I am also an absolute admiration of you and your service to humanity. My husband and I have been listening to you for decades, and my son's wife even mentioned you in their wedding vows <laughs> that she listened to you from time to time because he's an avid listener as well. Oh, man, in wedding vows. Uh, that's awesome. Well, that's a responsibility I got. <laughs> okay, so my thing, Shelley, is I never recommend extended service contracts, extended warranties on appliances or electronics, anything like that. The failure rates are so low that you can always say, oh, I'm so glad I had it because this happened and they came in and they gave me a new whatever. But if you take all the things you buy, electronics or appliances, even though Best Buy has been successful with this, and people have felt like they were in a cocoon, a protected cocoon at this $15 a month level, I think you're better off year after year having that money in your pocket. It doesn't mean there won't come a time where, like you mentioned, you got a new washer dryer, that that washer is just going to give it up, and suddenly you're going to have to buy a new one, and you wouldn't have had to do that if you were paying this. But if you play the odds, remember the, the typical payout on these extended service contracts, extended warranties, is about six or eight cents for every dollar paid in, meaning it works great for the retailer or the third party warranty seller and works terribly for you over time. And they also offer tech support and different things to this. I actually bought this when we got a new dishwasher because it worked out cheaper. I got free installation, some other stuff with it. And I canceled it. I had it on my calendar to cancel before a year. And I didn't ever have to use the tech support. But I guess there could be an argument if you're someone who constantly needs to use that, if you think it might work out financially. Krista, I feel like you just took a knife and stabbed it. I'm sorry. I just, I'm just giving okay. a, you know. No, no, example. I appreciate that. But here's the thing. If you bought, you said it was a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, what is the install cost on a dishwasher if you buy it from Costco wholesale? I don't know. It's zero. Oh. Costco appliances are installed for free. And it's a big, big price advantage to Costco versus buying, most people buy appliances, Home Depot or Lowe's. They or didn't, so. I don't think Costco has the brand of dishwasher I really wanted. According You're killing to, me here. after I read through Consumer Reports extensively. <laughs> okay. We use a dishwasher a lot, and I do love this dishwasher. Okay. All right. Anyway, if you look at an appliance at any of the major sellers, and I guess Best Buy would be along there with Home Depot and Lowe's, the price advantage buying an appliance from Costco is so large because 
you're not going to pay the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars extra. So you were thinking, okay, so I'll pay 180 a year for this for one year and avoid the $300 installation charge. But if you were paying no installation charge, you wouldn't have to try was, to make yeah. that decision. I think it was 200 and they hauled away the old one. You know. Okay. All right. See, I just, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm no, 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 no. These are differences of opinions. But I made sure I put it on my calendar to cancel because that's the thing. They get you with the reload, right? People don't realize it and then you get charged for another year. A year and a year, a year on like that. I still remember there's another appliance and electronic seller that uh, I haven't told this story in years because uh, my daughter that this involves is now 24 and she was like six and we were in this store. They spotted me and all these appliance salespeople gathered around me and started cussing at me and screaming at me and it was getting really ugly and I thought it was going to get violent because I, I hurt their income so much because they make most of their pay from commissions on this strong arm sale of these extended service contracts, extended warranties. And this is the second time that now 24-year-old Steffi saved me from a possible beating because she burst into <gasps> tears because all these people were scaring her. Oh, that's awful. And that's crazy. Uh, I just turned around and we left the store. Wow. Never been in that store again, obviously. I bet, yeah. But the other time Steffi saved me, I'm sorry, I'm digressing, is do you remember forever ago I was a witness to an accident with a DUI driver? Mm-hmm. And this DUI driver was a big pickup truck, and I was behind the pickup truck, and he ran right in the back of a little Honda Civic and damaged the Civic heavily. And the guy was sh- shook up but not hurt badly. And the guy tried to flee the scenes. So I blocked in his pickup truck with my little Toyota Prius. (laughs) And the guy comes out, grabs my collar, and he starts screaming at me and calling me all kinds of things and say he was going to beat the beep out of me if I didn't move out of his way. And he was slurring his words so badly. It was obvious he was just Uh. wasted. Again, then Steffi burst into tears. Uh. And the guy sees the kid in the back and lets go of me. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. And, uh, and then he starts chasing after the guy he'd hit and screaming at him to move his car. Oh. And he said, I remember he said, I'm afraid of you. So I got out of my car like I was going to be able to do something. Oh, my gosh. And uh, this is crazy. So we're right across from a firehouse. And these firefighters hear all this commotion. They heard the wreck. And they come out in this Big firefighter who obviously worked out a lot, grabbed the guy and sat him down on the <laughs> ground till the cops got there. But my favorite part of the story, the guy had a passenger with him and the passenger was so wasted. He was passed out in the oh, truck. He never knew any of this happened. Oh. And the cops have the driver in handcuffs and sitting on the curb. And the cop is over there trying to get wake this guy up oh in the passenger gosh. seat. Wow. Yeah. So, Steffi, thank you oh my for gosh. saving me twice from beatings. And good for her. And right? good thing that you blocked the person, although, you know, glad nobody got hurt, but they could have killed somebody, you know, right. if they kept going. I went to court to testify. He had plead out, mm-hmm. so I never got to testify. Mm-hmm. 
Wonder what he pleaded to. Anyway, that was a story that had nothing to do with your wallet. I'm sorry, I digress. That's okay. I think sometimes people like that kind of stuff and they're like, sometimes, shut up, Clark. Sometimes. Answer my question about money, Can't, right? Yes. Sometimes, but I think most people love it, but no one's ever going to love everything. That's true. Okay. So coming up ahead, you know how it's always easier to avoid a problem in the first place? I got a story about that that is really instructive for our wallets. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's never a week that goes by that we don't have multiple questions from people who live in coastal communities, especially Florida, who are in a mess for homeowner's insurance. If you were a homeowner's insurer, would you want to insure somebody in an area where they're subject to their home being heavily damaged or destroyed by a storm? And the answer, obviously, is no. And so insurers have gone bust or abandoned the state in droves and Florida's insurance situation feels like there's no solution because the costs are pricing middle-class homeowners out of their homes if they can get insurance at all. And it is a broken market. Now, other states with coastal areas are also facing a really rough time. Louisiana front and center, along with Florida, some Texas communities, the Carolinas, they're in a real race against the storms and the cost of repairing homes or replacing them after a storm. So there was a wonderful story. I'd read one before, but this one was much more in-depth. This one was from the Wall Street Journal about a program in Alabama Alabama, if you're not familiar with geography in the southeast, has significant coastline along the Gulf of Mexico. And the Gulf has been subject to storm after storm after storm. And it doesn't recognize state borders. The storm hits anywhere on the Gulf from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. When I was covering Hurricane Katrina long ago, and I was in southern Mississippi, I really saw with my own eyes how devastating a hurricane can be and and the loss of life, the destruction of property. I saw it with my own two eyes and it was was something I'll always, I can see the images right now as I'm talking about them. That was 18 years ago. I can still see the images. Alabama 
has instituted an ultra strict building code. And this building code that was developed by a research group of the insurance industry called the Insurance Institute, this is an exciting name, for business and home safety. And they've come up with what is called the Fortified Program. And Alabama is enforcing it on new construction and encouraging and even assisting people in doing it on existing homes. And what they've discovered is with this Fortified Program, when a hurricane hits, the homes survive that meet this Fortified Standard. When you're building a home, it's not much more money to build it right. Unfortunately, no other state in vulnerable coastal communities is requiring this kind of thing, where you build homes to a standard designed to be tough or even survive a catastrophic storm. I mean, these homes that live up to the fortified program are at less flooding risk, less damage risk, and the homeowners are able to go back in those homes. And there's no doubt we're building more and more housing in coastal areas. What is clear is that the financial risk is too high for the insurance industry. Now, Alabama and these coastal communities that follow this fortified program, their insurance rates for homeowners insurance are going down, not up. It's really simple. The ocean's there. The Gulf is there, and it does what it's going to do. It, those are big swimming pools, and when they decide to go over their edges, that water's coming. The winds are coming. The storms are coming. We need to really think about, in our coastal communities, building to a standard. And I've been having these questions from people who live not anywhere near a coast about getting a notice from their insurers that are using these drones to fly over and see what your home looks like and all that. And they're saying, well, we're only going to renew your insurance if you do this, that, and the other. The risk reduction that we're going to hear more and more of from our insurers is because they don't want to be paying out all these claims. They want to be able to collect premiums and have a good life with their profits. So we're going to see more. There's going to be the carrot. We're going to see more of the stick coming from homeowners insurers, pretty much uh, depending on the overriding danger or the inherent danger where we live, but just our own house. We're going to see more and more where we're expected to fix or mitigate. And what Alabama has done is a great laboratory experiment that leads to a really good solution. Because let me tell you, nobody wants to have to rebuild after a storm. Krista? Donna in Ohio says, Clark, I just want to share a recent experience that may help your other listeners. My son bought one of the brand new unlocked iPhones. He opted to trade in his old iPhone at the time of purchase from Apple. He chose the mail-in option to receive the $250 trade-in offer. Soon an email arrived saying his trade-in was worth $0 because the operating system wasn't functioning properly. This was a perfectly functioning phone. He rejected the $0 value and chose to have it returned. In the process, he discovered that Apple uses a third-party company for this program. He had no idea this was the case. He received the phone back, and thankfully it was still working. And after researching further, 
He found complaints regarding the process in similar situations. Please caution other people to do the trade-in at the Apple store and not mail their device to the third-party company. It worked out in the end as he sold the phone through Swappa for more than the $250 he would have received mailing it in. So that is great advice. Also, Apple's big competitor, Samsung, uses a third-party service to receive and evaluate your phone. And they are the judge, the jury, they're the executioner, they're the whole thing. And so just as you said, going in person to trade in a phone is a much better idea. There's no question the phone was received, it is evaluated there, you have the value at that time. I much prefer that. I don't like these mail-in programs. Also, several of the cell phone carriers use these mail-in programs And then they take your phone. They say, well, you know, we told you we were going to give you $800, but uh, we've decided that it's really worth $44 or whatever. Also, we've got a guide on Clark.com to various third-party services like the Swappa you mentioned that you can get quotes on an estimated value of your phone, but you still have the same problem that when you send it into them, they may say, well, we told you this, but now we're offering you that. And do just what he did, where he rejected the $0 value, had it sent back, and then shopped it again and got more money than you would have even gotten from Apple. Lorna in New York says, not really a question, but I've noticed that some fast food apps have changed their platforms to greatly reduce the number of points earned for the same purchases, making it much harder to earn rewards. Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's come to mind. Yeah, and Chick-fil-A devalued their points too recently. It seems, you know, we talked about this recently with the airlines and the hotels. Points sitting in an account don't get better with time. You don't want to amass a big number of points because of the devaluation thing. Because the service provider, in this case restaurants, decide they can wake up tomorrow and say, yeah, now that latte is... I don't know how many points. I don't know anything about coffee. But, you know, it's now 1,200 points instead of 600 or whatever it is. And that's why as you earn points, burn them. Veronica in Florida says, did you know car rental agencies have a toll chip on license plates? So if you use your own e-pass or SunPass, et cetera, you may get charged on both processes. In addition to toll, Avis charges $3.50 for each day of the rental agreement. There's no getting out of it and no notice to the renter. How can we combat this forced charge? So Veronica, I have never heard of a toll chip reader placed at the plate or tag. Florida does charge by plate, and the car rental companies normally make a daily fee and charge you a higher than normal toll rate for the toll being charged by plate by the toll authorities. The only times I've ever heard of this kind of thing happening, like you described, is that your toll reader was not reading properly at the toll. I can't think of another reason. If yours is a a portable SunPass, I would call the SunPass people and see what, if there is a problem with your toll reader, your portable toll reader, that it was not reading. Because the toll by plate is a substitute is a secondary thing compared to having the toll reader, the portable toll reader read. I have 
a portable toll reader. I use it in rental cars. It works in 18 states, and I just have it in my backpack, and I've got to activate it each time with the license plate or tag of the vehicle that I'm doing, put in the make and model, and they want the year and the color and all that. So I have to sit there in the car rental lot putting all that in, but it eliminates all these junk fees from the car rental agencies, and I have not had the problem that you had before. Just remember to deactivate, as we heard from a listener who got ripped off this way. They had a portable toll reader. They forgot to wipe out the rental car they had been in from it and somebody later was going through tolls at their expense because it was charging back to their toll reader that they had not deactivated so i figure there's got to be some weird angle why your portable toll reader was not reading i'll keep reading because i've not read anything about a chip at the plate or tag and i want to thank you so much for joining us today. And do we have a Clarky today? We do. So if you want to leave a Clarky, which could be a brief tip for other listeners or just to say hello to Clark, that would be great. You just call this phone number 404-981-2071. 404-981-2071. I say that because there were some lengthy questions left on the voicemail that I couldn't use. So we're going to hear from Jamie. Hi, Clark and Krista. I'm so excited that you have this feature now. I wanted to share a tip. My name is Jamie, by the way. One of the tips that really helped my husband and I to achieve our financial goals over the years was taking advantage of what we call magic months. And I don't know if other people have really heard about this, but if you don't track your income and your expenses really closely, you might not realize that there are two months out of the year that if you get paid biweekly, you will end up with three paychecks two months out of the year. And so there was a while that both my husband and I got paid bi-weekly, and we are on different pay schedules. There were a total of four months out of the year that one of us would get an extra paycheck. And that's because there's 52 weeks in the year, not 48. And so when you divide it out um, over the 12 months, that's why you end up with more than uh, two paychecks in a couple of the months of the year. So what we would do is whenever we had uh, what we would call a magic month, is that we would make sure that we planned ahead for that money and that we would put that extra paycheck towards our next financial goal. So at one point that was paying off a student loan. At another point that was paying off a vehicle. If it happens in November, then a lot of times that money we would set aside for Christmas. Or if we knew that we were going to owe a little bit on our income taxes, then, you know, towards the end of the calendar year, then we would uh, put that, magic month money, that extra paycheck uh, in savings so that we could use it to pay that tax bill uh, when it came up. Hope that helps somebody out there. Thanks, Team Clark. Jamie, you just front and center did exactly why we do these Clarkies. That is exactly it. And you are now an official member of Team Clark because that is a brilliant idea. That is magic month. The month you get three checks instead of two, and you dedicate that check to a purpose. I love this. This is so your kind of thing, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Because you love putting money in its electronic envelopes, if Mm -hmm. you will. used to be paper envelopes. But wow. Okay, I, I think that's great. 
And thank you so much for taking the time to leave that. I appreciate you so much for doing that. And I hope you have an absolutely great day.